0: Not just a belief of mine it's a real knowing knowing that we can take what we love to do whether it's baking sewing painting whatever lights you up then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do as author of what should I be when I grow up now that I'm 40 50 60 discovering your core and also your gift is your niche it has been my life's work to help others just like you and me To discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week, I will have deep, rich conversations with real life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Well, today we're in Barcelona, Spain with Nancy Banner. I'm so excited to catch up with Nancy because the last time we saw each other, she was speaking at one of my events, dressed like a chef, because she was a chef at that time. So let's find out what Nancy is doing today. Hi, Nancy.
1: Hi, Patricia.
0: Now, I don't know Barcelona, Spain, other than being just this wonderful artistic place. What is what is Barcelona like? What is like the weather?
1: It is a beautiful city, and I think of the weather a lot like Phoenix, where mm-hmm. we originally met, in that the... the Winter temperatures are generally in the 50s. There's probably about 300 days of sunshine a year, but it's definitely a lot more humid than the Arizona desert.
0: Okay. Nancy, you know, I loved starting all these podcasts with the same question because it just gives me such insight to people. So tell us where you were born and raised, and then also tell us what you were like as a little girl. Hmm.
1: Okay, I was born and raised in Ithaca, New York, the Finger Lakes region of central New York State. Even though I had an older sister, I was a daddy's girl. I don't know if she was too. I, I have no idea what she was with my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was definitely a daddy's girl. He was my hero. He was good at everything and he was, you know, this wonderful, wonderful provider for the family and most of all of my young life i was pretty athletic i started out in ballet then i went into competitive swimming and became a cheerleader and i was mm-hmm. social i was i was a pretty social little person mm-hmm. and i was this this part is really important to my journey i was raised to believe that making your parents proud is like the highest achievement in life mm-hmm. and all I knew was to emulate everything they taught me and live according to their beliefs, which in the end turned out to be basically an internal war inside of me, of wanting to do what they taught me, but something about that wasn't me. Hmm
0: so you know there there starts the journey (laughs) yeah it's funny though that you say that because when I look back on my childhood also being raised very religious and you know you have to go to confession and you have to bow your head and 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 if you ever got in trouble in school it was absolutely your own fault I mean it was never the teacher's fault or the nun's fault is, is that kind of what happened with you? Was it more of a religious belief that they had?
1: No. In my case, not at all. Okay. It was just, I mean, I, I was raised Presbyterian, which I think is about as middle of the road as it gets.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but my my dad especially had extremely high standards. I think that if if not only a precisionist I'm sure he was a perfectionist as well and so and both my parents were in the the public eye in the community in a small community and so we were always held
0: to a very very high standard in order to make them look good. Do you know that's so weird because I was talking with somebody the other day and she said it has taken me 56 years to figure out that my dad, he was a minister and she tried to always, you know, make sure that she did the right thing in the community. And and I just was a reminder when you said that. And she said, you could never ever meet the standards of this minister that I called my father. And so she said, I finally after 56 years know that now and I have to live my own life. So I am so glad that you discovered that at a very early age. Oh, that you well. you can't you know you, their beliefs are their beliefs and you have to have your own
1: yeah but i mm-hmm. didn't discover it until i was about the same age as this other woman you're oh. referring to yeah and it's it's an interesting journey to even once you discover it to start unwinding it because oh, the I loyalty did. is
0: super sticky oh Unbelievable, you know. One of the things that I love to hear is is the career journey of each person that I'm talking to, because I like to really validate to people that it's a process for all of us. We don't just show up as what it is we're supposed to be when we grow up. It's a journey, and so tell us about your career journey, Nancy.
1: All right. Well, it's a pretty long and winding road, <laughs> and you know, I know you know that there are some people that do. Just know, and they go do it. And I always envied those people because Mm -hmm. mine has been such a zigzagged road. So while I'm an entrepreneur now, I can remember never, ever, ever wanting to be an entrepreneur or be in business for myself. I, I really liked the security of a paycheck. Until this point that the only way I know how to describe it is this repeat message, in looking back, a repeat message from my soul, trying to push me out on my own to do something creative. And it took me a couple more years after this realization to even find what that was. And that was when I launched my my chefing business the holistic kitchen that was in 2008 and it had several iterations from starting out as you know hands-on labor intensive menu planning and meal preparation for cancer patients then moving into teaching coaching lecturing doing live retreat events publishing a book thanks to you but none of it really gained enough traction to support me. So fast forward to, I want to say, 2017, when I was still trying to push this this holistic kitchen boulder up a mountain, when I finally realized that I had simply lost the passion for food for food work, and, and in that industry, you know, food and beverage, it is so labor intensive, it's one of those things that you need a passion mm-hmm. for in order to keep doing it.
0: Absolutely.
1: So one of the biggest pivotal points was, and it took a while longer, once I realized I was no longer in love with food, it still took another while to actually give myself permission to let it go because I kept beating myself with the stick that I had so much invested in it. It had been my life's work for 37 years. I had two degrees, and, you know, it was my identity. So giving myself permission to just let all of that fall away was a big deal. <laughs> And I think it's really funny, because when I look back on my adult life, when I was younger, I had no problem cutting my losses and getting out. I did that plenty of times. But the older I have gotten, the more married I become to not throwing an an investment away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at this point, I had been working with a mentor. For a couple of years, who I, I began working with her to try and, you know, get my holistic kitchen bigger and better and paying me, and she had pitched her her service as business coaching, but when it came right down to it, first she did a, like half a year's worth of transformational coaching. Her philosophy was that, and now I agree with it uh, completely is that no amount of business coaching is gonna help when we have internal hidden beliefs that are driving the bus and sabotaging our success. Mm. So I had done all this transformational work and part of the program I'd paid for included training and certification in her wealth coaching program. So, you know, having decided I was gonna quit the food business, I thought, well, You know, I may as well get my money's worth. So I took the training and got certified primarily just so I wasn't wasting the opportunity. But I learned that, A, I really enjoyed it, and B, I was really good at it too. So I kind of fell into it, but I also know that I was guided to it. So now uh, I'm, I'm passionate about helping women in their second act come home to themselves, like me, and reclaim their passion and their energy and and belief to fulfill their shelved dreams. It's it's totally an inside job.
0: I just want to stop you there, Nancy, for a minute and ask you, you know, those hidden beliefs that she was really trying to dig into, uh, it, it took me a long time to understand, as I was working with people, that there was so much hidden work to be done, so much invisible things, and did you get to the core of the of your beliefs? Then is that what as you worked with her every
1: day? I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is an ongoing process. I I have learned. Yes, I got to some massive epiphanies. It was through my work with her that I was able to see. This dynamic with my parents' beliefs and how I was trying to live that out, but it, that it wasn't really true to myself. Wow. So every day now that I'm, I've done the base work, I'm more attuned to when hidden stuff sneaks up on me, and I'm more able to recognize it for that. Mm-hmm but it's still there. It never goes away. It's just a matter of, of managing it.
0: Well, how, this is kind of a mystery to me. Do you believe that if you really have a passion for something like you did for food, do you believe then if it doesn't support you, that that's kind of somebody speaking to you saying you might want to drop this now because you simply can't even go get groceries if it doesn't support you? True enough. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now. But inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career and also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families? Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called Your Gift Is Your Niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? And I'd always say, your gift is your niche so now i created a course called yourgiftisyourniche.com and i spell niche with an n-i-c-h-e and in this very affordable life-changing course i walk you through very simple exercises they'll not only help you find your unique gifts but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills you know the ones you came into this world with i'm so glad i created something that I, I don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up? Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into a, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning, because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life, that's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, and if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation.
1: Well, yes, Patricia, and no Patricia. Mm -hmm. It could be that, but it could also be, and I, I truly believe this is the case for myself, that we have so many ways of getting in our own way with these hidden beliefs. And... You know, if if you really want to go down the woo-woo road with me...
0: I (laughs) I do.
1: I deeply believe in the law of attraction and that everything, including our thoughts, our energy, and that by virtue of the law of attraction, we are constantly attracting that which we are placing our energy on. I I think that the universe is always, always, always reflecting back to us what we are steeped in. There's a great amount that we can do to transform our belief system and all of that, but we also have to be really mindful of exactly how we are using our thoughts and what we're placing our attention on. Mm -hmm. And so I learned for me, this is something key, that rather than being in 100% belief that this is right for me and that it is happening and that it is coming to me, I got really hung up on the idea of running out of money. And so that's where all my focus was Mm -hmm. because I had this deeply seated fear, thanks to my parents, that you know that I had to create security and have a nest egg and all of all of these beliefs I was raised with. So you can you can have a certain level of speak, but what's really driving the bus is the energy and beliefs that are underneath underneath the hood.
0: Wow. Well, you know, what is your thought? You said, you really have to pay attention to your thoughts because they will attract where you're placing your energy. And I'm just wondering, because a girl asked me last week, she has an autoimmune uh, disease and she said, do you think that I brought that onto myself? Now she's a girl 22 years old and, and I can't answer that. I mean, that's not something that I'm even equipped to answer, but what is your thought about that? I mean, do we bring in, diseases like that, or is that just our destiny? Well,
1: you know, I I believe that it is possible, and I I believe it could be any of these. You know, each one of us is a completely independent tapestry, which is part of the whole tapestry, and so it could be so many different things. She may have had a contract with herself when she came to this lifetime to experience something like that in order to learn certain lessons. It could be environmental pollution, the food that she's eating. I mean, autoimmune diseases can certainly, I know this from the holistic kitchen work I did, that we can develop food sensitivities and allergies that cause our body to react in an autoimmune way. And it could be her thoughts. And and if you, you know, listen to someone like Joe Dispenza, it's, or, or Louise Hay for that matter, we can heal our bodies by the way we direct our thoughts and feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that also. It's hard to talk with somebody that really is in a situation with cancer or whatever it is that might happen to them and tell them that because then they really do feel terrible that their thoughts aren't right, (laughs) but they do need to open up and, and be aware because I love how you're talking, Nancy, your, your words are just beautiful. And I loved when you called it tapestry, you know, the tapestry of your life. And I'm also anxious to find out how you got to Barcelona (laughs) on your, on this whole journey.
1: Um, well, I found myself completely untethered back, let's see, well, almost six years ago now, and was invited to check it out for a few months. And I, I thought, well, I can, that sounds pretty fun. So I decided to do that. And I fell in love with it here and decided to stay. Mm -hmm. I've now stayed a little bit longer than I had intended to, thanks to our our world pandemic. Yeah. But it's it's been a tremendous experience, and I, yeah. I do like living in Europe. I have to say.
0: Well, I think you're a European. I, I think you've always been that. You know, really, for me. I, always, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nancy, now, I do want to make sure that we're getting it very clear what you do today. Are you a money coach? Are you a life coach? What are you?
1: Well, I call myself a women's empowerment coach. Okay. Well, so when I have to tick a box on a form and that's, you know, I'm generally limited to more like a life coach, but really the work I do is... Taking women like myself that are frustrated with not getting where they thought they would and helping them pull apart what's in the way of that and get them moving toward it because there isn't any, there's no reason why any woman of any age can't be living her dream. There just isn't. Mm
0: hmm. Um, well, so part yeah, of
1: it's, part of it's around money and part of it's just around
0: life. I want to go back to when you lost your passion for food, because I, you know, when I knew you, that was really a very big part of your life. Yes, and it was. How did you, how did you finally let it go? You said, you know, you gave 37 years or whatever to that profession and then you, you realized you had to let it go, but it still took you a while. To truly let it go, how, it, how did you finally do it?
1: It did, and again, it was a process. I, I, I looked at it in in from different angles. For example, having a stillborn child, so I did some grieving as because it was my baby. You know that, mm. but I never took it where I envisioned it going, and so I I went through grief processing around that, and I had to go through some processes that simply made it okay that I didn't stay in one lane for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. that maybe... I'm not meant to be in one lane. Some people are, some people aren't. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, people often get into a career and they just sort of get stuck there and figure, well, this is what I do. I've got so much invested in it now. It's not worth switching. And so I had to Really do some mindset work about that and tune into where's my joy, and you know, you get one go around is it worth hanging out in a place that's just ho hum, Mm -hmm. or is it worth jumping ship and going for something that brings you
0: joy? Yeah, that's a very, very good point. You know, you mentioned at the beginning that there are some people. That have known their whole lives what they're supposed to do, but that, they're very few and far between. I know my brother in law, he wanted, I think he was seven years old when he announced he was going to be an engineer. And he is a very boring enge- engineer <laughs> to this day. But that's his, that is his life that he chose. But you are absolutely right, Nancy. There are people, me included, that get stuck with golden handcuffs on sometimes. And you just stay in that spot because you don't know what else to do. You know, it becomes your life. So that's such an important message on this call today. Now, I do want to stop here for a minute to ask how to get in touch with you because I forgot to ask that of a guest yesterday, and I'm still sorry about it, but it'll be in the show notes also. But how does a person get in touch with you? Because I know people are listening to you and identifying with you.
1: Well, it's easy peasy. I have a website that is Nancy Banner Coaching. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, at Nancy Banner Coaching. Actually, on Facebook, I think I'm the tappiness coach. But if you can find me easily by just Googling Nancy Banner, and I'm all over the place. Okay. But the website's probably the easiest, and there's plenty of information there.
0: And banner is B-A-N-N-E-R, everybody. That is right. Yeah. Now, one of the things I love to end with, Nancy, because I, I really believe a podcast can help people see that, yeah, there is a process to this journey for all of us. But there's also ways and tools that you can utilize to make the process work a little bit easier. So out of all the things that you have done, what are some tangible tools you have used to grow this business that you're in now?
1: Tangible, I would say hands down coaching or mentoring. I've had a slew, and I can't imagine, even as I grow and grow and grow, I can't imagine not having the support and mentoring and accountability of a coach. You know, who was it? Hillary Clinton said that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same for all of us. It's, It's hard to see our own stuff. Yes. And so having someone to reflect back to you in real time and hold you accountable for pushing forward, I think is really, really important. And another tangible tool that I utilize constantly. And in my coaching is the emotional freedom technique, tapping, mm. which is why I call
0: myself the tappiness coach. Okay. I like that tappiness. You know, now what would you say to somebody, Nancy, because I completely agree with you, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody to give you feedback, to pick the right one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would you say to somebody? Cause this is said all the time. I, that's the last thing I can afford to do right now.
1: Yeah. Well, what I, when I speak with people before I even talk with them about the cost of coaching, I get them to tell me how important making changes to their current situation is on a scale of one to 10 and so they basically set themselves up for saying there's nothing more important than this to me mm-hmm. which in effect means it's priceless you cannot put a, a price tag on that and so money is energy there's plenty of it out there to be had it can it can be found on the ground it can fall out of the sky i mean it's it's nothing but energy and so it can be created. It is not a limited supply. So I think it's a very poor excuse. I know it's a common one, and I know I've used it before I learned mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But th- what it really comes down to, I know you know this, is is someone's willingness to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, So it, because it's, they, they that's get- part of the transformational work, so it's a little tricky, but.
0: I think people get nervous because it's like, what do I do though? I get a coach, I pay a lot and then I fail anyway, because people don't have a lot of emphasis on themselves and a lot of knowledge about themselves. It's so important to get to that core of who we really are. And, and then you start investing in yourself. Nancy, I can't tell you, you are the most beautiful speaker. I love everything that comes out of your mouth. You're, I hope you're out there doing a lot of Zoom today because, of course, we can't be in person. But And you're using that beautiful voice because your words are, are so soothing. And you just have such a powerful message to share with people. And especially telling your own story and how how coaching really helped you. I'd like to uh, end today with some golden nuggets that you said. And then if you have one that maybe I missed or something, please share that. But I, I wrote down seven as you were talking. The first one is listen to those repeated messages because we all have them, but you do have to listen for them. Number two, if your passion doesn't support you, start dissecting that passion or add to it. Number three, when you lose your passion for something, let it go, even if it's your identity. That was a powerful one. Number four, get to your hidden beliefs as quickly as possible because they are your teacher. Number five, we attract what we place our energy on. And and that's really a big one, too, because you don't even think about what it is that you're thinking, like lack of money or health or whatever, but that's a really big one. And number it six, is. watch your fears because they talk to us. That's another one. Just watch what you're fearful about. And then seven, follow your joy and don't get stuck just because you've invested a lot of time in something. Do you see how brilliant you are, Miss Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think
1: you captured those really well. I think there's one that I would add on. We didn't talk about it, but I, to me, it's part of the non-tangible tool that is necessary to grow a business or to grow ourselves, and that is to have a no-matter-what
0: attitude. hmm hmm I like that. No matter what, I'm going to make this a success no matter what i'm going to be my best self today i love that nancy that's a great great thing to end on today and i can't thank you enough coming on this podcast and sharing your wealth and your knowledge with the group because there are people listening today that are saying connect me with nancy so just tell them one more time how to get in touch with you nancy what's your website
1: it's nancybannercoaching.com
0: that's easy yeah. And you know, it's funny because before we always sent people to a website and now it's more social media than it is our website. It's funny.
1: Yeah. And on Instagram, I'm at Nancy Banner coaching. So it's, it's the same. Kind of the same.
0: Okay, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you again. And until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noldrain. Thank you for spending time with Nancy and I today. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. Hey, if you got something out of this, maybe you'd consider sharing it with someone else that you care about. I want to leave you with a secret to success in life and business. Aha, here it is. If you can share a solution to a problem someone is having, that is true success. Now, maybe these examples might help you. I discovered two major problems that I help solve. I really didn't realize how major they were until I realized no one is teaching this stuff. The first one, of course, goes right back to this podcast. What's my calling? What's my purpose? And that's why I created the digital downloadable course, yourgiftisyourniche.com. I already mentioned it earlier in the episode, but finally I came up with another problem that I can solve and it's how to live a happy, long-lived, lasting marriage. Now I created a book called The Chosen Few, and I share 100 tips that myself and others, other long-lived couples, I might say, put together so that you can have a conversation, especially if you're a committed couple. Now, what is the problem you solve? Think about it. Because you might really have something to share with somebody that will change their life forever. We also have a Facebook group. It's free. I'd like you to come on to it because it goes beyond the podcast. It's called When passion meets profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.